Why is kombucha so hard to talk about? Let's find out. Welcome back to another episode where we talk about all things kombucha. Here we are. Pretty much. <laughs> you can just say it. You can just stop there. It's like, oh, we talk kombucha. We talk That's about it. a decent amount of kombucha things. All a, things would be an overstatement. There's a tangent here and there. Oh, we definitely don't talk all things kombucha. Dude, but I'll tell you one thing, kombucha, that I am fired up right now about. I bet you I know what it is. This small batch <laughs> raspberry lemon ginger. I'm telling you what. This is my first taste of kombucha for the day. Yeah. And this is fantastic. I had it with lunch. It's got that perfect mega sour, mega spice. I'm about it. That ginger kick at the end is awesome. I'm about it. So, yeah, it's delicious. Yep. And uh, I'll just go ahead and release it on here. We are going to be doing a little small can batch of this. Absolutely. Just a small one. Just a little a little fellow. So uh, be checking that web store. Absolutely. Speaking of web store, finally got that sapphire up. Yes, we did. <laughs> Weeks late. Uh, label misprints later. Announced it. It was late. Two weeks ago? I think it was like three. I think it was like three weeks ago. We announced like, hey, we're going to have it on this day. And then label reprints. Label and reprints. pushing us back in the queue. Yep. It was wild. It was a time. It was a time. We just dropped it off today to the distributor. So, But, but, it's, but it's here now. The cans look great. And uh, it's already on the store and people are already ordering it. So Super sucked. Yep. And it tastes great. That's what I'm drinking right now. You can't beat it. It's tough to at least. You can. Those but, hops. But this is what I want right now. <laughs> All right, so we're going to uh, talk about why is kombucha hard to talk about. My first question for you is, is kombucha hard to talk about? For me, not so much. Yep. But that's a person who's been brewing for eight years. Well, I mean. Invested their livelihood in it. it yeah. A little different well, scenario. A big part of your livelihood is having to talk about it. That's very true. Yeah. If you were just brewing, that'd be one thing. That that'd be one thing. I feel like your conversations about kombucha would be very different just as a Spe- brewer, specifically with first timers. Yeah, that's when the tough parts come in. Okay, but people who love kombucha, it's awesome. Endless combo. People that like kombucha, you find yourself in conversation with that. Is it mostly? Um, do you go in the direction of how you do it in the brewery context, or do you kind of just stick to still I always, basic concepts? I always feel out the individual. Where you know, I'm here to serve at the end of the day, so I take that to customer interactions. Yeah, it's like if they want to geek out and vibe out about all the brewing mechanisms and the fermentation techniques and blah blah blah, then we're gonna go to Donkey Kong, baby. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going all the way. We're going all the way. Yeah. But if you're just like, this is a tasty freaking drink, I'll just live with you there. Yeah. That makes sense. You know how to stay in those uh, domains. I'm here to but serve. Also, I'm here to serve, it out, man. It I'm out. here to serve. All right. All right. All right, <laughs> Elijah. We get it. Okay. All right. 
The other other important question. Are there any words you specifically stay away from? Well, this is something we just chatted about today. Yep. And it is an unfortunate sense because it's the main component of the brew. Yeah. But even printing up some new marketing material, we, especially when you're talking to a lot of first timers or people you're initially contacting with kombucha, um, it's unfortunate that the word tea puts people's mental state down a different pathway than what they're going to experience in the taste. And so for a lot of people, we've found that that ends up being an off put for first timers. Maybe specifically in our region, our city, our interactions, but it's just like tea puts a certain content. When you tell people that it's a fermented tea, people's mind just go to what tea tastes like. And like the amount of times, even when you know I mean, you naturally. were doing the, you were doing the front of shop yep. stuff, you were like the amount of times that that even you probably experience, well, I don't really like tea or, oh, tea. Yep. But the tasting experience of kombucha, especially with the flavor layering and everything that we kind of prioritize in our brews, it kind of leads people down. It sets them up for failure. Yeah. Yep. In the tasting experience. It, it, uh, it leads the witness amiss. Um, it, uh, exactly. Yeah. Early on, we talked about this early on when, when I was doing the tap room, just like, I'm going to stay away from talking about tea as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Cause I get like, that's not even the taste profile and it makes sense. I mean, somebody first approaches it, they're approaching it on the basis of a couple of things. Number one, there's a kegerator present. Number Beer. two, yeah, they're in cans. You have these crazy colors. You have these uh, flavors being advertised and then you say the word tea. All right, now we're in a whole different ball game. It's just like, okay, I th- we're talking about. Well, I know it's cold. <laughs> I know this much. It's on taps. So it's probably carbonated. It's on taps. So it's probably carbonated. So you're just carbonating tea. <laughs> that's not what I showed up for. <laughs> so yes. that's not at all what I was expecting. And that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not well, too many people looking for that carbonated tea option. Not really. There's probably a couple of them out there. Not around here. Not around anywhere. Favorite, yeah. If you are, like, if you're making carbonated tea, let us know. That's what some kombuchas taste like. Oh, uh, anyway. oh, <laughs> low blow. Uh, so yeah, tea, tea is a specific word to stay away from, mostly because it, um, it portrays the taste profile, what it's actually going to, at least our brews. what they're going to experience. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. unfortunate that, well, obviously we'll usually get to that. We'll get to that, but I usually like people to try it before I drop that word on them. That's really important. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, um, you know, it's just something to where then when they taste it and they're like, what is this made from? Like, how do you make this? Then I'll go down that route of, well, it actually starts as a, you know, a, a tea base and you add a culture, blah, 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 ferments it out, blah, blah, blah. Go down the, go down the train. Yeah. But when you're doing that up front, and just lays them down. Yeah, it's actually a lot more fun when they try it and then you drop the bomb. Hey, that was made from tea. <laughs> exactly. They usually get 
surprise. Yeah. And then my kind of correlation that I always do with people is start talking about other fermented things that don't really taste like the original. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's good just point. like wine doesn't taste a ton like grapes, even though it does, but not really like the grapes you're used to eating. Yeah. You know, and uh, beer as well. It does have a yeasty, grainy taste, but I mean, if eat some oats and then drink a beer, they're yes. not very, they're very different. Yeah. After yeah, fermentation, yeah, yeah. it's true. So, and then kombucha, I would say, you know, and uh, the types of fermentation that we do, delve in, even more so due mm. to the fact that it's developing these acid-like characteristics alongside it. Yeah. Let alone not just fermenting out the sugars and just leaving some of the neutral element of that medium, whatever it may be. It's like we're actually adding these acids into the mix. So That's a good point. Even more so. Yep. Uh, which you let me try today. Yeah. Non-oxygenated. Little anaerobic yep. kombucha ferment. Pretty fascinating. It, it's cool just to see it. It was that's boozy. One of the coolest parts of working at the brewery is just being able to taste things along the journey. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, you taste something, and you're like, I'm not really into this, but then in a couple weeks, boom, it's like your new favorite, your new favorite yeah, jam. Yep. Yeah, so, it's pretty uh, cool. We also um, probably won't announce it right now, uh, something other than the uh, raspberry lemon ginger uh, we tried because it got brewed today. Yeah. Yep. We're working the small batches, baby. It's really exciting. And, uh, you know, we did flood the place a little bit, but that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Talking about my missteps. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> it wasn't your misstep. It was the hose's misstep. Well, yeah, blame the equipment. I always blame the equipment. <laughs> just a mild spill. It's not my job. Just, so a, mere, just a mere 15 gallons. That's, <laughs> is that all? That's all. Okay, it didn't go into the cooler. That's what matters. That's all that matters. All right, so uh, the reason why we're talking about this is because we had um, been thinking about what are some of the basic buzzwords that are kind of used that people use to communicate kombucha, stuff like that. So I want to go ahead and ask you, what are some of the immediate ones that come to mind for you? Because what I did was I went and I looked at a couple of the major ones and some of the small ones, and I kind of compared them to, with each other. And I have a list here of the most um the most consistently used ones and uh, like basically marketing terms. I saw a pattern emerge about what they wanted what they talked about. Yeah. So yes, I want I want to know like what are some of the ones that you that you immediately think that people are using. That people are using. Yeah. Um or or that pop in customers minds. When okay, customers minds might that are coming too. to kombucha. Yeah. Okay, so from the customer's perspective, I'm sure there's like gut healthy, gut health, probiotic, um, lower sugar, um, good for you. Like that's probably would be like a a quick grab bag mm. of terms. Yep. Um, probably living, like there's living bacteria. Mm. Um, obviously that goes along with the good for your gut. Sure. Whole vibe. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. Uh, what do you think are the main? Do, okay, are, are you thinking those are the main? That's more customer terms? ones, I would say. Like when customers come up, this is the these are the words that they already associate with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. If I was thinking about the industry, major marketing terms that the industry uses, especially the big dogs, yeah. definitely probiotics, um, low sugar, low calorie, 
Um, organic would probably be a top word. Um, maybe natural ingredients, maybe. Maybe real ingredients, if you're lucky. Um, if you're lucky. <laughs> um, those are top things that come to mind. Maybe, lo- maybe living, living beverage. Mm-hmm. Those would be the top ones that come to my mind. Okay. Those are some good ones. For the big dogs. Those are some good ones. Uh, like I said, I looked at several of the big ones and several of the small ones, and they have a very wide taste profile and how they make it as well. Okay. So this was fun. All right. Let's hear it. So you're pretty good. You did a really good job at some of the main ones. You know. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> Don't call me Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, they're... The to your point, mm. major uh, focal point was around wellness. Mm. So things like gut health, happy gut, happy uh, gut, happy gut is was a really <laughs> common one. I'm sure. Um, organic was definitely used. Uh, here's a one that you're gonna love. Uh, alternative was used a couple of times. I pretty much loathe that word. <laughs> Uh, we're the resistance to that word yeah yep. <laughs> um, natural and you know um, acknowledging uh, nature in some form or fashion because mm. it's a natural process even though humans are doing it uh, so <laughs> just encouraging it along um, or buying it so uh, a natural process not necessarily natural ingredients but natural process or just natural uh, oh that's a really good point a lot of it was natural ingredients okay Rather than artificial. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, sometimes they would talk about how important nature is for our well-being. Interesting. Stuff like that. So, again, these are, we're talking about marketing No huge terms. surprises yet. No, not really. Um, another one for in the uh, wellness area, mm-hmm. um, functional. Not too oh, surprising. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, immu- immunity. Yes. Was Definitely. Came up a ton. Yeah, that is one that slipped my mind, but that makes a lot of sense. Yep, yep. Uh, raw and living. Yes. Yep. Um, okay. But here are uh, some things I found interesting. Um, really, only one time, because uh, I looked, I'm not going to say how many I looked at, but I looked at a lot. Um, but only one time was the word uh, fermentation used, mm. which is really I found really interesting, but it was only in the like back end. What is it? How is it made? Not a forward facing word. Not a forward facing word at all, which is really interesting. Um, and then, uh, it wouldn't be too surprising. One of the big, big, uh, selling points are carbonation words. So, Mm, bubbly, fizzy. Yep. All right. I got two more. Can you guess what they are? Effervescent. Yeah. One more. Carbonated. <laughs> sparkling. A, sparkling. But you can, you can imagine mm. the quality of the carbonation based upon the words that they use. Definitely. Yep. So that was another thing that I found really interesting. Like, Fascinating. Okay. Well, because they're trying, uh, my assumption that refreshing is. Light. Refreshing was, was the only word I saw used when people are kind of talking about the taste. The taste. It's the only word anyone ever used mm. is refreshing. And then they'll use some kind of carbonating word for the, the experience. Fascinating. And that's pretty much all that they would use. Um, and, you know, very few, very few would categorize themselves 
based upon the actual flavors or ingredients that they use, which makes sense because you're not trying to pigeonhole yourself too much. Yeah. But there were a few where it's just like, no, no, no. Our whole thing is the way that it tastes specifically. Mm. So it was really interesting. Very fascinating. Yeah. So here's uh, going to be my question and response. Um, which one of these do you know that you are guilty of? And what's the success level that you've experienced in using of some of these particular terms? Or are there certain ones you've decided to shy away from, have not found them as useful? Well, just to have a quick rant upon one of those, which you already know which one I'm going to I go know for. exactly which one it is. <laughs> it's refreshing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're trying to be the resistance against that whole alternative category. And that's a word that I understand why people might use it like alcohol alternative, soda yep. alternative, but I think it... Non-alcoholic was a big one too. Yeah. Um, Basically, and I know there's a huge NA movement right now. There's a huge low sugar, no sugar soda movement. You know, it's like low calorie, no sugar if possible. And then like this whole NA movement that's going on right now. Yeah. And I understand that people want to jump on those bandwagons and things like that. But for us, we're trying to resonate and we do resonate in our processes the way that we approach it. As a craft brew. Yeah. So heavily leaning into kind of like the most akin to what you would you would know a craft beer brewery yeah. as. That's yeah. probably the closest cousin to what the vibe that we're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. And the way that we approach the process. And the language that we like to speak to people with. Yeah. Um, talking about the actual ingredients that were used, like in the beer world, you're always talking about which hops you used, how much you added at the first, you know, during the boil, how many did you add, how, what kind and how did you add them at the end? You know, they're very like on the front of a beer, you'll see the hops that were used in the actual brew. It's like, that's what we want to resonate with the actual ingredients, how we infused them, the whole process, you know? And so when we bring in this word alternative, I think it just has a slight diminishing effect to like, this isn't its own standalone thing. This is just an alternative to these already established things. You know what I mean? So I think I just don't like using that word too much just because it leans into this second class tier or like this isn't its whole process and, and, uh, industry of itself, you know, like, and then, especially when you work in it and you're actually doing the brewing and everything, to think of your thing that you spend weeks, months creating, yep. to think of it just as an alternative to this thing that is established and has this sta- status, you know, is, uh, I, I find it as a spit in the face, you know, yeah. to, to the process. So that's one word I try to lean away from. Mm-hmm. Just because, even though it's an uphill battle, because... Soda's established, beer's established, you know, cocktails are established. But, you know, it just takes that kind of, I feel like that, um, yeah, just not using that type of language and just continuing to speak into what kombucha is yeah. and letting that take root in the, the customers that find us. Yeah, and let it be its uh, kind of its own category. Exactly. Inside of that, you know, versus like, all right, let me tell you what it is. 
um, mostly by like what it's not, you know? Uh, so it's, um, and I think when you use the word alternative in my head, like based upon if we were to use the word alternative, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I should say that instead, if we were to use the word alternative, um, we would then probably put our, our drink just by, by the way we have our like cans designed and everything. We'd probably put it more in like the mental category of like a pop or a soda, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, in, in a customer's mind, if we say alternative, yeah. um, it's like, Hey, drink this instead of Coke, which like we want you to do, but, um, but there's a lot more to appreciate about it than just that. Yeah. It's like, I want people to fall in love with kombucha. Yeah. Yeah. Not an alternative to what they normally drink. Yeah. Or what they're trying to get away from. You know, that fanaticism you have about, you know, all those other drinks. We want you to have that about this <laughs> because it's better. And it's like awesome that it's better for you. too. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's just a win all around. Absolutely. So that's my first word that my first thoughts and my little ray on that. Yeah. Where do you, uh, so like tea alternative, these are things yes. you kind of stay away from. Yeah. The one that I want to add into that mix yes. is one that we prioritize that I didn't hear you bring any of these up, which is interesting. And it makes sense because most, especially the big dogs, are trying to go for that soda culture. Yeah. They're trying that's to pull true. from that culture. That's true. So they're using all those, you know, low calorie, low sugar, all uh, those types of soda natural and, and sparkling waters. Yeah. Like yeah. Natural, flavor. bubbly, effervescent. Yeah. All yeah. those words are to pull from sparkling water and soda world. And I understand those business tac- business tactics. Yeah. But for us, we are not an alternative. And what we do is we create craft brews. Right. And so that's one word, I, that one phrase I didn't hear you bring up out of all those phrases was yep. craft brew. And uh, that's our main word it that, really we, is. that we resonate with. It's it like really every one of these are handcrafted b- brews by people with real ingredients actually infused right into them, you know, and that's why we spend all the time, you know, on the podcast and social media outlets and all these things to kind of resonate with that, the actual process, the craft of making kombucha. Yeah. Uh, crafted beverage popped up twice. Mm. And what I was looking at, but it was like, it was a very tangential phrase. It was like in the about us or something like that. Um, but uh, which I think, I mean, going down like back to just our name, we've included brew into our very company name, um, yes. and we brought that actually to the forefront of of what it is and uh, what we do. Um, you know, even I mean, today on the socials, you were constant, you were taking us through uh, what we we're. Uh, did you? Did you? You didn't say anything about what we were making. No, that, did you? no, no, no. But you, no. Show, you showed people yeah. a little bit. It'll come out. It'll come out. A little taste. But yeah, like even down to that, I'm just like, hey, the things that we feature is um, is this process and so that and uh, the, the equipment that we use and how that actually makes it maybe a little bit easier to make that leap into that, um, that craft beverage, you know, yeah. microbrewery type. Uh, culture because yeah. those are things you associate with that equipment exactly yeah and it's always just fascinating it you know this is a tangential but transparency is you know it's one of our core values that's true something that yeah that's, we try that to also. if we can't be transparent about it we shouldn't be doing it you know yep. 
And uh, so just being able to show the process and again, it just feeds into that whole craft brewery culture. And so that's what we want to be associated with. Um, so yeah, craft brew is a really important one to us specifically yep. Yep. Um, due to the nature of the way that we approach it. Yep. Um, I find that really funny. And we've talked about this again. I can't start every, every phrase or every sentence with, we've talked about this before. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we probably have, yeah, but uh, yes. Um, I just, uh, again, I find it really funny cause our stuff, it like is really low in calorie, really low in sugar, but that's not something that we, um, push to be known necessarily. That's the, that's not the, the major draw. It's not the main message we do. It's like, we have that basis covered. Whenever I get those few questions in that category, it yep. always, it actually, when I first opened the company, I thought that was going to be one of the first questions that people ask. I don't know why I had that in my mind, but I thought that people were always going to be asking about calories and sugar. And at this point, it almost just throws me off when someone actually finally does because it happens so not very often yeah. at all. Um, but it's we have that basis covered. I mean, we're some of the lowest sugared, still tasty kombuchas out there. Yes, and uh, because that's a that's an important value yep. that we want to keep in the product um, to feel good about. But it's not something that we're trying to entice you in just because. This yeah. is a if you're just here for the low calories, there's lower calorie beverages. It's you're true. not going to stay long because yeah. there's lower calorie beverages. But if you're into a actual, actually real ingredient, handcrafted artesian kombucha yeah. or beverage experience, yeah. um, then you fall in love with that. Hey, guess what? You get low calorie and low sugar too. Well, it's low sugar because we use real ingredients. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's just really fun. Yeah, because we're not, uh, for us, it's not. Um, uh, we don't chase making sure it's low sugar. Uh, we chase really like strong flavors. And so we try to find the way to yield the most flavor. And uh, I already mm-hmm. said it, but it, uh, the consequence is like for doing, doing it well, doing it proper, you end up with uh, good quality, good, good content. Good flavor, baby. Good, good, um, good nutrition facts. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, uh, I just wanted to also add on to this, uh, just the really fun part of, uh, Trey has now taken over our social media, <laughs> not taken over completely, but no. he is, he's manning the ship. He's manning that ship and man, he's been posting some, fun some fire content out there, peeps. If you don't follow us on Insta no, or TikTok, um, I had somebody comment. I'm just like, he, uh, he said to me, it was Kaiser. Um, he said to me, he was like, oh, looks like Elijah found out how to use, how to do memes. And I went, no, that's Trey. He went, oh, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Um, but he's uh, been some fire ones out but there. That's even, that just makes it so much like, so, so fun because he was the brewer. And so he's, he's on that side. Now he's communicating, uh, as, as like from the brewer very intimate with uh with the process and everything so yeah this is a really cool um transition it is it's cool because we actually have someone that's 
doing some a lot of the forward facing now, yeah. at least scheduling and putting that content out there that actually knows yeah what he's talking about it's yeah. not some marketing agency that just has a bunch of beautiful images and can't answer anything or yeah <laughs> doesn't just, know what it yeah just just the images of drinks know. yeah more cans yep more people, people drinking people drinking it <laughs> <laughs> which whatever but it's nice it's pretty special to be able to have someone that's communicating yeah. information that actually is pertinent to the values of the company and what we actually do. <laughs> yeah, it's all really unified, very well integrated. And, yeah. yeah. And he's putting his little spice of comedy in there too. Oh, he's he's got a spice <laughs> of comedy. We've re- we've restrained him. Slightly. Yeah, there have been a few there was no, nah, dude. <laughs> We're restraining him. And then there is several. He's like, this is just for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that is pretty cool. All right. Well, we, uh, yeah, we just, it's interesting to see what, uh, what others in the industry are kind of like using, like how they're trying to communicate it and what their niches are and finding out where we fit. And, you know, just honestly going through this just makes me feel even better about how we've decided to, to niche ourselves, communicate um what we do and why we do it and uh the value that we are contributing to the um uh, to customers but also the industry at large. Yeah. So it's really good. And uh we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. What are words that when you're introducing a new friend or some person to kombucha, what are words that you use and that you found to be effective and that kind of get people in the right mindset? To really fall in love with the beverage. My fa- uh this is something I, I just thought about when you're talking about um yeah, typical words like in the customer's brain, you know, the amount of times um I'll kind of talk about kombucha, they didn't know what they came into the tap room for. Uh they just like, oh, there's stuff here. Oh, what is this? Kombucha. <laughs> yeah. How to start it. It's that number one word. Oh yeah, yeah, Scoby, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 that one. They don't know what it means. I'm glad that's it's entering like, into the culture, though. Yeah, Scoby's becoming common day vernacular. Yeah, that's good. It's a good <laughs> thing. It's a good thing. Everyone is wrong about what it is, but that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We'll let them have it <laughs> to their faces. So they they don't know what it is. It's fine. It means uh, they're not going to start a brewery and start competing with us. Maybe they'll so. keep buying ours. <laughs> they can buy ours. <laughs> anyways yeah. cheers thank you guys for listening to that episode we'd love like we said we'd love to hear what you guys what are words that you use to introduce people to kombucha that you found effective what are ones that you found to be very ineffective uh we'd like to hear those too or the ones that turned you off in for like five years <laughs> <laughs> um the thing we didn't really talk about what we didn't talk about uh we'll talk about this another time stereotypes you know with actual beverage what yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do that in another we're gonna, episode. We're going to hit that. Anyways, worry. hit us up with those, especially over on the Patreon. We look at those first. That would be sick. You can support this podcast by becoming one of the Patreonites. Link down in the description for the cost of one kombucha a month. You can be in on extra content, like back-end conversations, other just yes. raw takes. <laughs> yep. Oh, some Story time. Some lively too. dialogue with Trev. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We get into fights back there. It's great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'd really appreciate it. And uh, if you're ever interested in ordering some of our products, hit it up. The link down in the description. Free shipping directly to you. And also, Patreon Nights. We pull one winner a month from there. Send them a free. Mix and match of whatever they'd like. Pack your kombucha. 
So uh, if that's not enough right there. Why are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next time.